You are listening to Danny on What The Heck Podcast. This is the place where I share my experience, knowledge and skills. How are you doing today? I'm very well, Danny. What That's good. the heck are we doing? That's it. What The Heck Podcast. You've come along to a live one here. So we don't uh, tell anyone who you are and what you do until later on. So I have 12 right. questions right, and they're right. out of a pack of 107. Should I, I hide my face then? Yeah. Yeah, so they've been shuffled. I don't even know what they are. But right. we did actually have a committee once and we come up with 107 meaningful questions to actually ask people. Right. And technically, there shouldn't be any bad questions in this. But if there is, you don't have to answer. It's all impromptu. So I start off with the first question. Where's the it's, scoreboard? Oh, well, that's the customers below with the comments. So anyone that's got any tomatoes right. or anything like that, they can, okay. they can put tomato and throw it at you. Right. And it should be fine. Cool. Okay, let's see how fashionable you are. Is there anything that you wish would come back into fashion? Is there anything that what would come back into fashion? Is there anything that you'd wish that would come back into fashion? I wish. Um, Jeez. You see, in five minutes' time, I'll think of the perfect answer for this. Um, Can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, my clothes, you, maybe. I definitely want, have a, oh. Here's something I definitely wouldn't want to come back into fashion, and these are the clothes I used to wear in the 70s. Because <laughs> when, when you ask these questions, you think, actually, I remember the Starsky and Hutch um, jersey with the – you put your hand in the, the front and it had a big pocket in the front and normally had a stripe going down the side. Yeah. Yeah. I don't wish oh, that came no, back into fashion, though. I don't uh, – no, I don't really pine – I don't know. No, I'm not sure. No, obviously, fashion is not a big thing for you. I don't right, well, as you can tell. 11 questions to go. Okay, this one could be an easy one. Maybe not so easy to use at the moment. So what form of public transportation do you prefer? It's given us uh, five examples. We've got air, boat, train, bus, car. So something, what, what would you rather jump on? Let's pretend you're on holiday. Um. Oh well, you know, obviously it depends. I mean, I, I do, I do like, I do love flying. I have to say, and and it's the part part of that's the airport experience. And and mm. you're probably similar. I'll get to the airport five hours early because then I can block out a serious chunk of time and get some work done. And and then mm. if I'm on a plane, I'll be writing articles and offline, of course. And uh, I find the whole flying thing quite productive, uh, which is kind of sad because it's. <laughs> That I rate my quality time on on productivity, but I, I tend to fly on my own if I'm going between here and Australia, for example. But if I'm mm. on holidays, well, I don't know. I just find, um, yeah, I do I do enjoy being productive, and um, I do like the whole airport experience. You know, there's always nice people in the airport. Yeah, <laughs> so, I used to relocate um, rental cars, and they used to fly me to a destination, and then I'd drive it back to Christchurch. Okay. And I used to have this motto: "It says any plane, anywhere, anytime." Right. Put me, put me on it. Yeah, yeah I can see you yeah. doing that as well. We see. No, love We're missing that at the moment, so it'll be interesting to see what happens when that the borders up again. Yeah. All right. How do you? I know you work for yourself, so this may not be applicable, but you must have associates that you work with. So this is how do you? Uh, how do you think your coworkers see you? Uh, well, I'd say let's talk about a co-director because I do have one business that I co-direct with a guy in Sydney. Uh, how does Stuart see me? Um, uh, oh, he's a pretty competent person in my own right. I'm not quite the I dotter and T crosser that he is, but we both laugh about that and, and uh, 
um, you know, so we only need one of us to be mad, mad keen eye dollars and T crosses. But um, we have complementary skills, so we both we have mutual uh, admiration for each other's um, skill set. Um, when we are together, he would see me as a fairly um, uh, competent uh, drinker, I guess. <laughs> so is he based in Australia? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and. Other co- my other co-workers on my other business are really sort of outsourced people, so I don't see them that much. I, I don't know, I think mm. people see me as a friendly chap, you know. Because mm. the other side of that there. question is that a lot of people answer it and how they want people to see them, not how they think they see them, which is quite I, cool. I'm, but. I'm, always, uh, I'm always looking out to see if people are reading me the wrong way or if I'm coming across the wrong way, but, um, yeah, mm. no, I, think, I think they... I, I, I tend to make people laugh a bit. So, Nine yeah. questions to go. If you could share a meal with any uh, individual, living or dead, we can go back in time and bring them back, um, who would they be? So it doesn't have to be a person. It could be a group of person. But you, you're allowed to go to a, out for a dinner with a, anywhere in the world, any period of time. What table would you like to sit at? Is it only one? Can I only pick one? I might sneak a couple in. Well, look, I think Jesus would be a really cool dude, and that's not because I'm religious. But <laughs> I think I, I like bread and wine. No, well, I think uh, I think he'd be a lot cooler dude, and quite different to the way it's depicted. Um, as for someone who's living, um, oh, now I now can't think of his name. Um, Donald Trump. Trump. <laughs> I, that, well, oh, I know. Of course, of course, uh, Keith Richards. <laughs> Keith Richards, without a doubt, uh, probably yeah. more than Jesus. Um, wow. He, he uh, yeah, I really respect Richards. I think he's, uh, he's a bit like a laughing Buddha these days. And um, I actually, I met someone who met him, who actually, mm-hmm. and, and the, the stories you hear about him seem to be spot on. Like he's extreme, loves talking to anybody and um, very wise, you know, great musician. Yeah. So, Definitely. Good stuff. Definitely key. All right. Let's go again through the questions. Uh, if you could uh, – uh, okay, this is sort of similar in a way, but uh, if you could eat one uh, – if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Jeez. Every day. Well, it'd have to be a rounded meal uh, with some fruit and vegetables and maybe some protein in there. So. Yeah. Um, some sort of fish dish with salad and a bit of fruit on the side, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe you ask a, a pet a, a pet that seems to eat jelly meat every day and wonder how they get on because <laughs> mm. they might they yeah. seem to do it, don't they? All right, yeah. so there you go. So we're going to have you're looking for nutrition. That's good. Uh, do you love or hate roller coasters? Uh, no, I love them actually. Um, we've I've had. Uh, Two sets of three days at the both at the Disney parks in Tokyo. Uh, one a year oh, yeah. ago and one about three years ago. And so my daughter, the first time around, wasn't up for the roller coasters. And and these aren't the the roller coasters. There aren't this. I haven't been on the super super thrill ride roller coasters. They, these are more themed. I mean, they're still they're still um, they're still really good. But what makes mm-hmm. it really good is the theming. So that you know, you have like Big Thunder Mountain. So it's it's all decked out as an American pioneer kind of mining mountain, and you're going past you know old uh, you know guys make make pretend guys outside of their huts on their rocking chair, and and it's all mm-hmm. it's all 
it's fantastic. It's a whole experience. But the roller coaster aspect was awesome. So Elsie and I w- went on that ride a heap of times, and and we worked mm. out that the front of the roller coaster was way better than the back. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so um, yeah, so. Uh, um, Yes, I do enjoy roller coasters. Yeah, I love them as well. And when I went to China at Christmas time, I was in Canton, and I thought I'd go to uh, – they had one that – I think they had about 15 or 20 people on it, and it goes through water and through holes and all oh, sorts wow. of things. And it was really freaky. I'm glad I went on that one. And then after that, I thought I'd go on the one – it was a big arm one that 50 people sit on, and it goes sh- sh- just back oh, and forth yeah, on a yeah, pivot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That made me feel sick. And then I was so sick that I couldn't actually get on – any other roller coaster for the rest of the day because it was just too. But I just remember that feeling. It was just shocking. And you're not, they don't sort of put belts on there. They just put those metal yeah. hard thing over you. And you just think, this doesn't feel safe, you know? Well, but, you know, yeah. one, I think, is a humorous story. When I was yeah, early 20s, I was at, I was at a uni uh, sharing a house with a, a really good mate of mine. And we said, let's go to the Adelaide show. So that's where they had some rides and stuff. And I knew there's this one ride that was just the hell ride, it was just horrific. And, and yep. I was at that age where I liked horrific rides. And I said to Phil, oh, look, you know, we could go on that ride. I said, oh, no way am I going on anything like that. And I was just like shattered. I thought, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, I thought we were going to do rides. So I yep. thought I've got to get him on this ride somehow. So I, I just played it right down and, and uh, you know, and then I said, oh, look, you know, we could, we could go on this ride. I said, it, it looks scary. It's not really that bad. He said, oh, okay. And, and I'm not, ta- we're talking about everything else, but, right, I, I couldn't believe he hadn't tweaked on, on the fact that I'd, I'd <laughs> I was completely bullshitting him. And uh, <clears throat> we finally got <clears throat> got in the carriage. I still hadn't seen anything. We shut the door. I still didn't say anything. We moved on one. And I, I looked, at, looked at him and I said, Phil, this is absolutely the worst ride of this show. <laughs> he went, you're kidding me? I said, no, nah, no, nah, mate. This is- oh, mean, mean. That'd be <laughs> awful. Because oh, I sure that they ter- terrified the living Jesus out of you, um, even if you do like him. <laughs> Well, yeah, we yeah, we, we would play tricks on each other a lot, but <laughs> yeah, that's a mean one. That one, all right, that's good. Anyway. Let's find another one. Um, what's the most oh, here we go. Oh, actually, be interesting. What's the most daring thing uh, you've ever actually done? Daring thing, most people uh, say skydiving. We'll take that one out of the equation if you like. Smashing your cars, no, daring thing. Uh, well, probably, probably that ride. <laughs> yeah. What country was it in? Huh? What country? It's in, it's in Australia. It was in, in the Atlas. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't even remember what it was called, but but it, you, you would be, it had like eight arms and it had three styles of motion. So it was completely yeah. random. You were spinning this way and that way and up and down. And so you'd be like, you'd be like, washing machine. Vertically going straight towards the crowd, and then you'd go away, and you're just spitting out. Oh, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. I, bet I had offered to do jump, bungee jumping, but I've actually never taken it. I, I would never do it. No, yeah, I, I, I just don't know the idea of my eyes bulging out of these sockets and the retinas of my eyes just attaching and all that sort of stuff doesn't appeal yeah. to me. I've Even got, funny enough, because I don't even think out. I'm at the age now where you know I don't, <laughs> I don't need to do thrill seeking stuff. Thirty-five. <laughs> to, to a bit of a business question. Are you doing what you want to do right now? Am I doing what I want to do? Yeah. Um, yes. Well, there's nothing I want to do that I'm not doing. Um, mm. I don't, you know, if I, you know, I think ultimately we, 
we want to find our life purpose and have that as part of the work. And I'm not convinced I'm fully there, but I do believe that the path that I'm on is taking me there. So, um, mm. um, yeah, I interesting question though, isn't it? Because if you're theoretically yeah. a goal setter, you, you've you want to be here, so you're yeah. never really quite there anyway. But you've got goals, and you know you're always setting yourself up for something new, ain't you? Well, no, I don't. I find it really difficult to set goals, which because goals to me seem very hard, right? You know, I'm going to have you know thirty thousand dollars per month or, or whatever it is, you know, or I'm going to have this sort of business with this sort of number of employees. And mm. I, to me, like I, when I'm sort of creating like a visualization about what I want, it's much more about the state of mind or the, how I feel, who I'm, the type of people I'm working with. Mm. the the outcomes that are happening i can't necessarily see exactly what it is but i just find doors open up and things like oh you know if you said to me 10 years ago this is what i'm doing now and, mm. and back then if you'd said to me 10 years before that i'd be doing this like it, it would never you know i wouldn't believe you mm. you know um, mm. so i do and i enjoy that meandering so I, i'm more about the journey than the destination um, good stuff man that's cool yeah. Uh, where would you like to get your clients from? Where would I like to get my clients from? Clients that I still can't haven't found yet. Mm. There's this there's a whole there's a whole bucket of them. They're going, Richard, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Um, where would I like to get I'd just like to get them. And that's really I guess mm. that's my that's what I'm working on at the moment with um, various email streams and you know, I'm I'm actually just I've just organizing a work retreat i'm going away for four days in an airbnb oh. not that far from here actually about half an hour 40 minutes away and uh i'm going to lock myself away I've, this is this is really good a new a new camera that actually works with video mm -hmm. so i've got a setup and um because i just find you know i can record videos here but it's just it, i get distracted and and if i could just focus on and get a whole other little video done for courses and emails and whatever and you know you want to get one of these babies mate um, i'll show you this have you seen one of those oh that's an audio it's a uh, <clears throat> it's a um what do you call a pocket osmo uh but when you turn it, oh, okay. it and it's 4k as well so when i traveled like in india they were confiscating everyone's cameras and they didn't know what this was so i just walked around with it like that when i was doing 4k videos yeah cool <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's good. I'll put my toys away. Show and tell. Forgot about that. What's your purpose? <laughs> okay. Here's a goodie. What is your life purpose? What is my life purpose? Get <laughs> yeah. on the yeah. <laughs> That's it. You've made it, mate. You're famous. I've made it. And yeah. 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 And yeah. Um, what's my I don't see. I don't know. Well, that's, <laughs> I think that one of the purposes is to find out what your life purpose is. I, I, just, I think um, asking people why they get out of bed in the morning is usually a good one. That sort of gives them. Well, I, I get out of bed because I've got, you know, tasks that I want to achieve. <laughs> yeah. My job list. But I'm, that's necessarily my life purpose. I mean, I don't know. It's an intersection between um, using skills that I have, mm. my we, you know, um, and that I enjoy doing because I'm good at them and they seem to make sense. And creating stuff that helps people in some way and also generates an income and gives me a sense of fulfillment and gives me a few positive accolades back. Now, that's very general. Ed but, educator? Uh, like an educator? 
Yeah, I definitely see myself. Well, I've been a teacher all my life, and I definitely mm. see myself as an educator, whether I'm working with mm. teachers or not. And and that's mm. that's the thing that frustrates me, I guess, in the whole digital marketing space is everyone's meant to be educating, but so much of it's just bullshit, you know. And um, mm. oh, even people I have respect for, you know, I they, they still do things that are just slimy, and I just <laughs> slimy. Oh, What's the word? Man. Uh, so anyway, yeah, definitely right. educating. Two more questions. First thing to last is, what's the longest you've gone without sleep and why was it? Oh, the longest I've gone without sleep? Oh, I don't know, probably two days. Um, why was it? Uh, I think it might have had something to do with an all-night party. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're at a party and you see the sun coming up, you go, oh, no. Didn't sleep. Yeah. Not to wait another twelve hours before I get any chance to. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I, it's really bizarre when you when you go without sleep. Um, mind you, lack of sleep is a bit of a a, a mind. It's a bit of a mind thing. Like I mm. remember before, because I did have periods of time where I was not sleeping a bit um, or pushing those boundaries, and then you go, oh, it's a bit of it's a bit of a mind over matter thing, you know. Whereas mm. before that, oh, I haven't had my eight hours sleep, and you draining on all day um how many do you need to have well more than i used to um probably i can probably get by with it it's quality of sleep it's a quality mm. of sleep when you have a cat <laughs> yeah. yeah likes but to disturb you 20 hours um, a day yeah um yeah. probably i i reckon if i have five hours of really good quality sleep and then a few hours mm. just you know, half sleep, I'm, I'm okay. So I went to bed about quarter past two last night and then I, I laid in bed trying to sleep. I couldn't, so then I turned TV on, watched it to about 10 to 3, I suppose, and then got up at 7. And it's like sometimes I – and I feel a bit shot today. Yeah. The brain's yeah, not yeah. sparking very well. And I think people notice it with me when I'm running my meetings, whether I'm sparking or not or funny or witty or yeah. just brain dead. I do. I, I do have some uh, ambient music which can work. If I'm, if I, if I'm, um, yeah. Sometimes I just can't stop thinking, or, or you know, there's the cat's making too much noise or whatever. And I'll wait mm. to stick stick something on repeat for twice, twi- you know, just like, it's like forty minutes worth, and then it stops. And that that can not because I can actually focus on that rather than thinking about whatever I'm thinking about. You know, so good thing. How many languages do you speak? That's the last question. Uh, English and Australian. Uh, um, yeah, uh, Australian. And a tiny bit of a tiny bit of Indonesian and a tiny bit of Japanese, but not not enough to call me a language speaker. Now, one of our members of Elite Six said that everyone speaks two languages. And I mean, oh yeah. And he said body language. And I mean, oh yeah. good one. Oh, that was quite cool. So I can say that. Because you can't there's no language for dyslexia RT that now. Yeah. All right, Richard Andrew, uh, tell us um, who you are and actually what you do. Who am I? Well, that's probably for others to say. Um, mm-hmm. I am an Australian. Sorry? Uh, I, I can speak Australian <laughs> if you want me to, but I'd have to swear every third word, so we better not do that. Don't, don't you just do that? <laughs> um, oh, that's I, waving. <laughs> I, I grew up on, on 38 acres of mixed fruit orchard in country South Australia on, a, on yeah, right. the Murray River. And... Um, so I'm not an East Coaster, therefore I don't have the Australian uh, twang. And I spent 30 or, uh, 20 odd years in Sydney. I got into, I was a teacher, got into teaching and um, 
then got into professional development of teachers, so running courses for teachers. Um, mind you, that in, in between the teaching career, I had a lot of, I can only ever do six years on the same thing. So I did six years, then he had a year off. I ended up um, at Uruu working in, in the centre of Australia in hospitality. I was doing bar work. I went, I ended up in Darwin. I was back in Adelaide doing hospitality and relief teaching and tutoring. And, and I, so I was quite nomadic. I went overseas, did the, Southeast Asian, you know, backpacking thing. Uh, and I kept coming back to teaching. I did a lot of casual teaching in three different states around Australia. And so I got a pretty good taste of it. Um, and, yeah, I was more interested in the craft of teaching rather than the actual teaching and ended up doing a lot of maths teaching. So I've got, you know, don't get me started on my views on how maths, teachers, how maths teaching is better taught. But... Um, so then I got into, in 2007, I started running courses with teachers. And then 2009, we st started creating online courses. And that was under another another company's umbrella. Yep. And then uh, in 2015, I went out on my own because my courses was had a global reach. And I, I wanted, I just didn't want the restrictions. Uh, and meanwhile, I, we'd all, all also started up a thing called PD for Maths, which was also a professional development outfit for maths teachers in New South Wales. With my partner Stuart. Um, so there's two things, two of those things running side by side there. And in between, mm -hmm. I was doing some part time work in a school and blah, blah, blah. So I've been mostly in education, but more recently, because once you, once you go out on your own as anything like that, you're suddenly a marketer, which, you know, no mm -hmm. one tells you this. You know, you just think, mm -hmm. oh, I wonder how I'm going to sell these things. So I had like five, four years struggling trying to work out the whole digital marketing space and, and never doing it. It's really tough doing that on your own. And then in mm. December last year, I sort of got into the affiliate marketing game and had, had a look at that and learnt a whole lot of, um, sort of learnt the way some of the digital marketing stuff should work. And that's been useful for my actual business um, in a way that I didn't expect. Um, and yeah. So I'm in the process now of, I really like the idea of creating digital assets because I've created like yep. 20, probably 20 fully fledged mega kind of online courses for teachers, seven mm. of my own and, and a lot, 13 for other people, other, other sort of collaborators. Um, so I, I, I reckon I'm, that's where it's at at the moment. Actually, digital assets is, is really where it's at. There's lots of things that, exactly. you, know, you know, and it's passive income as well. Yeah. So yeah. I enjoy. Once you've done it creating them and then putting them together and working out how to market them and have upsells and all that, all that sort of stuff, which I've never known before. So mm. that's sort of what I'm dabbling with. And one of the things I'm, I'm and, and on that front, I'm actually working with um, generating guided, guided manifestation meditations, which is kind of, mm. you might think, Oh, what the hell? I know you know about that, but mm. um, because I've sort of been doing that myself for years and, and, and how it happened was I, I was, you know, when you're in the online space and you're doing the entrepreneur thing, you, you sign up to different people. And so you're in their email threads and you're seeing what other people are doing. And this guy was, who I do respect, um, he definitely, know, you know, he's really about um, helping people earn more money in, in their work. Um, and he's much less shady than, sorry, much less shady than sure. most. Like this guy coming on. Um, <clears throat> Um, anyway, he was he was doing some money manifestations at the end of these Zoom calls, and then just pu putting them out, like mm -hmm. 
And the, the, Zoom, money, the, the Zoom, the Zoom quality of audio is uh, this, this one's okay, but normally it's it's really rough. And yeah. There's no music or anything, and and he's selling these things, and, I'm, and I and I I was wanting to use them, but I could I couldn't use it, so I, I actually put music to it, and I thought you know I'd be better if I just did my own voice because mm. I wanted to listen to this, and it was easier for me to listen because I can't listen to a, a meditation if the if the audio is crap. Yeah, and of course. It's amazing what people, <laughs> it's meditating on crap music. Uh, it's, it's amazing what people put up with if if the mm. guy is is deemed as a worthy you know a worthy. Mm. And I'm thinking, and so I, I did a couple of these for myself. I thought, actually, these are pretty good, you know. Mm. So then I set up a, te- a, te- a beta tester site. I've generated some, got really good feedback. So look, I don't, you know, who knows how it's going to go, but but um, I know yeah. the stuff. I know the stuff works. So that's an, a classic example of a digital asset and putting it together. You've had a personal story with that as well because uh, you used to be a very bad stutterer, didn't you? Yeah. Is that right? And yeah, you've overcome that by meditating. And what you, I forgot what you said, but was, uh, something about you said your brother does and you don't now, but you've convinced yourself that you don't have to stutter. You've, t- you've t- a different mindset. Yeah. Well, just I've forgotten the story. Just to, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do the bridge version. So I'm, I'm, I've, I've finished high school. And I'm a, I'm a kid who's quite popular, could have been head prefect, but would never go there because there's no way I was going to make a speech because the classic example, I had a 12 kids who I all knew really well in my geography class at year 12, and we had to give this little five-minute talk about something. I could barely get a word out, like insane, because yeah. my brother was always a stutterer, and I learned to stutter while I was a stutterer, but I turned it into a hesitancy. hesitancy. So in one-on-one, I, I wasn't much different to now. But if you put yeah. pressure on me, I would know the words um, that I was going to stutter on, so I would just stop until I could get them out. So if you put a lot of pressure on me, I don't talk. Because <laughs> right. there's nothing I can say. Become an observer. Yeah, <laughs> instead. exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, so I, I decided to go into teaching. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I, it's insane. And, mm-hmm. and, of course, pressure really came on after six months because I'm about to head into practice teaching situations and I'm going, all right, you know. So I ended up in a psychologist chair who did some diagnosis and then to- told me, uh, Richard, this will sound like a bit of a con job, but uh, the only reason you have a problem is because you think you have a problem. And it was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like I'd never thought, of, I'd never even thought about like why I had a problem or, you know, I just had a problem. And then, um, and I said, well, that's all fine. It's amazing. But what do you do about it? And, and she said, well, I'm, I'm going to, she called it hypnosis, but really it's, it was creative visualization. And so we, mm-hmm. we did some, sessions with her and then she taught me a technique which is guided meditation but i was just doing yep. it in my mind and it was simply you know relaxing i'd never done this before this is like a country boy you know really mm. straight down the line played sport and i'm now meditating right yeah. Back in 1977 or something um and um but she said she was she was working with VFL footballers in Victoria. This is in Adelaide. Uh, and she yeah. had friends who were VFL, and she was helping them heal, get healed, just with this over the phone. I knew mm. this powerful stuff. So anyway, but what I was doing was was visualizing the next semi-stressful situation and seeing myself do fairly well in it, like better than normal. Right. And then yeah. go to the next one, the next one, and and I was doing I was doing this for a while, and I, it it wasn't working. I went back to her and said, look. Yeah. It's not working. And she said, look, mm-hmm. this sounds like the biggest con you've ever heard, but if you don't believe it will work, it can't. And that mm-hmm. was my next. 
so then <laughs> so from then on so from then on i just got better and better and and i was and i was fine so all right um, let's go away yeah and so mm. and so and mm. that's the other thing i thought well i know this stuff works um mm. and so anyway so um i've, I've been mm. Well, they re- scientifically, they reckon that we use 1% of our brain, some use less, but if you unleash some of the potential of the brain that's harnessed, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, potentially, uh, who's to know, you know? I mean, of course, all, all, all the, um, all the <laughs> people trying to call me, all the, um, um, sorry, trying to talk, go on, over to you. Yeah. So good. We'll leave it there anyway. Now, if people want to find you, um, I know you're a member of Elite Six, so that helps. But do you have a website address? Because I was trying to find stuff out about you the other day, and it's pretty hard to find. Because I found your learning stuff. Well, and then I found the, your email address, and the domain didn't work. So how do we find you if we wanted okay. to? Okay. Well, yeah. So, and that learnimplementshare.com is the education right. base. But the the people like I, I've joined Elite Six, not thinking that anyone's going to jump on mm. my courses because it's not elite six isn't really is not for an ed- education it just yeah mm. so i'm i'm sort of building up slowly the personal brand thing which will make mm. so the richard andrew now will end up being a website i haven't built it yet but i mm. haven't got enough assets yet so th- that'll be like a the, the meditation stuff will be on, on well a link to the meditation site will be on there but there's other things like um i want to have a course on for people like me, how to put all this stuff together, how to build these assets, and how to put them on mm. the web and in a way that really makes work uh, makes sense and is slick, and then also um, just other other stuff that that can help people earn some money. So um, once that's done, I'll build that website. But um, the personal brand thing is where we're going. Um, my partner Helen obviously is a photographer, but I've I've been about. Well, it's been quite a few years, but I've actually got it pretty much where I want it to be, well, probably about eighty percent. And I think that's where everyone needs to be in the yeah. small to medium size. At the last Elite Six meeting, you, you talked about that, and I know you've talked about that, about that before. But the penny sort of dropped, and I thought actually mm. I totally get what you're doing, and I'll be there probably in a, in a year's time. It's just it's not it's not worth me building the site yet because there's really nothing much to put on it. But um, mm. I'm just, I want to focus on these assets and, and um, now I reckon digital assets, everything done. you can sell. Um, like I'm building up a database of uh, podcasts at the moment and I've actually invited uh, a couple of um, book authors along yeah, right. and Michael, uh, one, oh, I've got his last name, but he wrote the book flip it. Hmm. Uh, and it's been brilliant. And, he, and he's just come back and said, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. And he's just um, telling me he's in England, and he said they've just gone into lockdown at the moment. I said, don't tell me you don't have enough time. <laughs> so, um, but because my branding's in place, I can now ask these people to come on, and they they do it um, because they want to be part of it. And I think that's really really cool. Awesome. Hey, we'll leave it there. But uh, thank yeah, you so great. much for uh, your time nice. today. Good fun. And um, uh, you'll see some notes in the bottom of this. This will be scribed onto our website uh, if you want to contact. Uh, Richard, um, by all means, uh, ask me if you can't find him and I'll guide you in the right place. So thanks for coming along today, mate. Cool bananas. All right, see ya.